Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the TempCast. I am your host, Eric Zander, and with me today is my good friend, Steven. Hello. So, as you might notice, this is episode 43, and unfortunately, our good friend Alan John, who's the normal host, isn't here. Uh, Steven, I didn't tell you this, but we are on our 43rd episode, and the EOF cast is also on its 43rd episode, so we finally caught up with the Edge of the Forum podcast. It should also be noted that... Because Alan John is not here today, and he has missed a couple of TempCast episodes, always with a good excuse, and we have been on several episodes of the EOF cast, we have technically been on more podcasts related to GBA Temp than Alan John has. Therefore, we are the podcast masters. I don't think that math works out. He had like 38 episodes before we ever joined the other one. Yeah, um, He's missed less than 38 episodes of this. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh. You know what? You make a gosh darn good point. <laughs> but we're more consistent with the TempCast. So so we got that going for us. Anyway, we're about to pass up the EOFCast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Every week, <laughs> week after week. Some weeks aren't so good. Some weeks are really good. Um, it just sort of depends on what's going on, you know, week by week, but we always want to give you something because we love you guys. You know, we like, uh, we like talking to each other. We like talking about games. We like all the comments. We like the negative comments, especially if we didn't like the negative comments, we'd have no comments to like. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, we're, we're the, um, epitome of, uh, professionalism on this podcast. And (laughs) we, uh, I don't even know if that was the right word to use. We would never take pot shots at our negative commenters. No, we wouldn't. We love, we love all of you guys. Um, Yeah. They're groovy, baby. They're shaggy. Delic. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so we wanted to get something out kind of short this week. Obviously, this is E3 week, so there's going to be a lot to talk about next week, and we figured it would be a good idea to kind of touch on some of the non-E3 news. So there isn't a ton, but there's enough that it kind of warranted a little, maybe a mini episode to get this out. I feel bad that this is coming so quickly on the heels of last week, too, because I released that episode like four days late, I think, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, I mean, well... Eric screwed up our regular recording day and, you know, it screwed up, you know, it really set me off schedule. Yeah. I had to go and defend people at court and stuff. And it was like, <laughs> like he, you know, the case was dismissed, but you know, the temp cast came a little late. So you win some, you lose some. Yeah. I mean, I can't be expected to edit on a Monday. I do it Sunday. <laughs> we record Saturday. I edit Sunday. It's, it was obscene. Yeah. You know what else is obscene? Uh, the tragedy that was a summer games fest, 2021. <laughs> So this is a little thing that uh, Jeff Keighley's tra- starting to get going, or trying to get going. He um, He's the guy that does the Game Awards every December, and the Game Awards have increasingly just been like a mini E3. It's, you know, a big press conference with lots of interviews with developers, world premieres, stuff like that. And he seems to be kind of gunning to become that guy for the entire industry. And so he slid the Summer Games Fest in right before E3 started. And if this is his attempt to dethrone E3, I don't think he's quite there yet. He does have a lot of the staples of E3, which is a lot of talk about non-video game stuff and a lot of celebrities popping in for no real reason. But he didn't necessarily have the games there. (laughs) Yeah. So this was a three and a half hour stream, I believe. We won't go through every game. There's a lot of uh, indies there. There are a lot of trailers you can look out. Some of them are interesting. Uh, If you want to go on GBA Temp, there's a roundup of everything that happened there. But just to talk about some of the bigger titles that are there, the biggest one was uh, they're doing a director's cut of Death Stranding. So Hideo Kojima was there. 
And I thought the more interesting thing was they did have a little interview with him beforehand where he spoke about how coronavirus has changed the way he looks at making games, how he's, you know, rethinking his creative process, how uh, how he thinks this is like a world changing event. It's going to change the way everything works, kind of like 9-11 did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you can see in some of his later games, he post 9-11, he does have kind of a different worldview. I shouldn't say he has a different worldview, but he approaches certain things differently, I think. I thought that was really interesting. And. As for Death Stranding itself, I really didn't like it when I played it. I might give the director's cut a shot because I love Kojima so much and I want to like this game. Maybe on the second go around, I'll have, I'll know what to expect a little more. Maybe I can appreciate the good things that are in it. I don't know, but I mean, I'm just glad he's still working. I'm glad he can try to find an audience for that game, even though it's so bizarre. Well, because it's so bizarre and out there. Um, there's not really a lot of solid, solid details on what the director's cut is going to be. Really, the whole trailer is just a, a brief sneaking section where, what's his name? Norman Reedus considers getting in a cardboard box and then doesn't. And that's kind of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, just like Norman Reedus in um, The Walking Dead, he decides not to take the easy route. And he just it goes the long way around. It's like, hide in the box. <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to hide in the box. <laughs> Why don't you just wear a suit of armor? No, nah, I don't want to wear a suit of armor. Why don't you get a real gun? No, I'm going to use a crossbow. <laughs> exactly. Walking around. Norman, again, I say it time and time again, Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus is the funniest title for a video game. <laughs> it is. It's pretty great. And I wish I wish they did like an Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat thing where on the re-release they changed the name of the game yeah. to Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus. But. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, speaking of changing uh, names, aren't they, isn't um, uh, Rainbow Six, it's not going to be called Rainbow Six Quarantine. What did they change it to? They changed it to Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, Extraction. That's 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 happening tomorrow because we're recording this the day before E3 starts. And yeah, that's, that's, we haven't that's, seen any part of E3. I'm just predicting. That's announced at the Ubisoft. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, that'll, I'm predicting. Theater of the Mind. <laughs> this, the, <laughs> the timeline. You fucking created the time paradox. <laughs> I'm predicting. <laughs> okay, that's that your new E3 prediction. Change the name. Okay, okay so just for, just for the so on the last episode of Tempcast, your prediction for Ubisoft was a, an Assassin's Creed One remake. Now you're changing it to they'll change the title of Rainbow Six Extraction to yeah, uh, or change it from Quarantine to Extraction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's kind of out there, but if they do that, I'm calling it in advance <laughs> because we are recording this on the 11th of of June and not the 13th. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's okay buddy you tried it was it was a good it was a good effort at a transition <laughs> if you hadn't completely broken the time stream yeah so i guess going back to summer games fest because i fully predict that um e3 ubisoft's conference tomorrow is going to be amazing um <laughs> And we're and we're all going to be super excited for it, and we won't be disappointed at all. And they will they will announce Assassin's Creed One, and they're not just going to announce a um, DLC to Valhalla. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is has been announced at uh, you know the Summer Games Fest. So have you ever played Borderlands? Played a little bit of the first one. That was the one that people didn't like as much, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't like it very much. There you go. That's why you only played a little bit of it and didn't play the sequel. Sort of like Kingdom Hearts. You only played a little bit of the first one and always got to bring it back to Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I'll be going back to it. Trust me. I fully expect Square Enix to announce Kingdom Hearts 4 two days from now on the 13th. Hold on. Going back to um, Borderlands, it has a, it has a weirdly big cast like speaking of all the random celebrities that show up 
The new Borderlands game stars Andy Samberg, Will Arnett, and Wanda Sykes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I don't know. It's, I, I'd hate to be snookered easily in by celebrity, but I like all of those actors, so. I was going to say, those actors fit well together in, like, what they typically do. Yeah, they do, and Borderlands has that kind of sense of humor, doesn't it? I don't know a ton about it, but I know it's, I know people like the writing, they think it's funny. I know everyone loves that handsome Jack character, whoever he is. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I'm sort of excited about that. That does sound interesting. <laughs> yeah, and apparently it doesn't require you to know anything about the uh, Borderlands lore. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And it's um, it's going to be like a high fantasy setting, apparently. Neato. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually pretty interested in that. That might be a good jumping on point for the series. Yeah, that's one of the few um, highlights of the Summer Games Fest, for sure. Do you want to hear some really exciting news that came out of Summer Games Fest? Not particularly, but you could go ahead. Battlefield 4 is going to be free on the Amazon Prime Gaming Launcher. Whoa. Battlefield 4, a game that released in 2013. <laughs> you know what I'm most excited about? What? New Am- uh, Amoogus content. There is some new Amoogus content. There's a new mode, hide-and-seek mode, new colors, cosmetics. Achievements are being added. <gasps> Achievements. <laughs> now you need to get the, <laughs> the Amoogus Platinum. That'll finally get be what gets you to start playing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I played a little bit on my phone. Hold on, wait. Is there Because it's already out on PS4, right? Mm, I don't think so. Not yet? I don't believe... I think it's just... I think it's everything but PS4. <laughs> really? It's been announced for PS4, but I don't believe it's out. Uh, oh, no. It'll come out later this year. Yeah, it's only on... Um, mobile windows and switch right now consoles are sometime this year Mm -hmm. i just want to know what the trophies are going to be well you'll be able to get ahead of them you can use uh, the steam version as like a testing ground well steam often has a lot more achievements than the consoles do because they don't really uh restrict it so like this uh, this game has like like 250 achievements that you can unlock yeah that's true yeah i don't really care about steam achievements because they're kind of gross like that there was a new trailer for the Evil Dead game, which kind of mm-hmm. made me less excited for it. Uh, yeah. So the Evil Dead game is, it's basically like that Friday the 13th game that came out a few years ago. It's online. It appears to be online only that everything they showed was online. They never mentioned anything about story. You can play as various Evil Dead characters and you're running around killing deadites out in the woods. Or you can play as the deadites and try to kill the people. You have to collect uh, pages of the Necronomicon where just like in the Friday the 13th one you have to uh, collect like weapons or you can start up like you know you have to get like an engine and gas and stuff for a car so you can build it and escape like it, it's exactly that kind of thing and the only voice clips you heard well there's only one voice clip that you hear and it's recycled from Army of Darkness so I'm wondering if they even had an original dialogue recorded for this. Bruce Campbell does narrate the trailer so that's cool I guess but I don't know. It, it's just, I don't know. I love Evil Dead in this game. The Visually, it's really gorgeous, but I just, I wish it was being used for something cooler. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's a little disappointing. You know what else looked a little disappointing to me? But what? Alan John would probably likely disagree with me. What? Uh, can we get to it now? Can we say the big, the big news, the big news, the FromSoft news? Oh, yes. Yeah. The, I was just going to get to that next. Elden Rain. <gasps> Woo! That's legitimately a big guess. I'll give that one to Keeley. Like that's oh, huge. yeah, for sure. That's yeah, because people have been anticipating this for a very long time. Uh, and yeah, he he they, that got in on summer game summer games fest before it got in on E three. So no, good on him. Uh, it's just the game didn't look that great to me. It looked kind of like a PS three game. But who knows? I mean, I, uh, I'm gonna play it. I, I like. Um, I like those type of games. 
that's always weird to me when people say it looks like a PS3 game because I still think of the PS3 as being like this super high end new console. Oh, dear, <laughs> and then I have yeah. to and then I have to remind myself like, oh yeah, that came out 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a giant leap between the t- PS2 and PS3 in terms of most things. But um, yeah, I think my brain will always be stuck there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really, I, I don't know enough about FromSoft games to really give an opinion on on Elden Ring right now. I'd rather wait until uh, Alan John is here next week. Yeah, because so. I know this is his thing. He's super, super excited about. So is he going to be here next week, or is he going to keep um, ignoring us? Um, I hope he will come. I mean, no, if we tell him he's allowed to talk about Elden Ring. Okay, good, good, good. I still think that we're the podcast experts. And <laughs> right on our coattails. People come here to see us. They don't come here to see Alan John, as will be shown with how many views this uh, particular <laughs> podcast will get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a lot. So there is one other um, announcement I want to talk about. It wasn't announced at Summer's, Summer Games Fest or E3. It just kind of came out randomly. There's going to be an enhanced remake of Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, yeah. Do you know much about that game? Uh, I don't. I know that it's uh, super cute, super fun, and everybody's happy at the end. Yep. Okay. That's how. That's basically the gist. And uh, I don't know. It's. I'm actually really excited about it because that was, that was a game released for free. It was made by a relatively small team in a short amount of time. And uh, I like parts of it. I think... About halfway through, it jumps the shark and kind of ruins everything that's going for-ish. But I do, I love the first half. I think the writing is, it's hard to talk about without getting into specifics. Um, but the writing is really good. It, Dan Salvato has a great sense of character and he can write in a way where every character feels well-rounded and he does it very concisely, you know, so you never feel beat over the head with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the characters do get sidetracked a little bit, which is something I saw interviews with him where he said, you know, he really regretted he couldn't do more with such and such or so and so. And so I'm actually really excited about this. It's going to be like a full visual novel that presumably will keep the tone of the original. Uh, there are certain parts of it that won't that I'm curious to see how they translate to consoles. You can kind of see if you look in the trailer how they're going to do it. I don't know if it'll work as well because it gets very meta. You have to like, yeah, you got to close the game at a certain point or uninstall it or something. You have to go into the game files and start like messing with certain files in there. So cool. you can kind of see how they do that in the trailer. Like if you look in the main menu, there's a section that says files. So I guess that's how they'll do it. But that seems not quite as elegant to me, you know, because most games don't have that. The reason it worked on PC was because it really felt like you were breaking the bounds of the game. But if that's how they have to do it to get to consoles, I mean, whatever, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm really excited about that. I remember um, my mind getting blown the first time I I played a game similar. Well, I don't even know how to describe it, where you sort of had to do something outside of the confines of the actual game. And that was in um, Phantom Hourglass for the DS. Have you ever played that one? Never played it. All right. Well, there's a part in the game where uh, you have to where you have like a journal and then there's like a stone or something and you had to copy that what's on the stone to your journal and it just says press it down onto it and i'm like what do you what do you mean it doesn't make sense like you got your journal on the lower screen oh you got that stone i get it screen, <laughs> press it down onto it and i had no idea what to do and it blew my mind that it wanted you to close the lid and then open it back up i'm like that's no. genius yeah but no but there was I was like, can I get a hint? Can I get more of a hint, please? <laughs> and this was early on in the game, too. So I'm like, I is there controls that I'm missing? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. That's actually, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it needed to give me a little more of a hint. 
Like, by the way, you're playing this on, and that's the thing is, is that doesn't transfer to, uh, like, like, if um, you play it on an emulator or something. Yeah. <laughs> or what if you played it on a 2DS, like the original one that has no hinge? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess you can put it into sleep mode. Would that do it? Maybe? Yeah. Sleep mode would have done it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, th- I think that's how it works on the, on the 2DS when you're, when you're doing that. Um, but this yeah. was for the original DS, so. Uh, I'm trying to think of a transition to the EA hack. I kind of wish I hadn't brought up Battlefield 4 earlier because maybe there's a transition there, but I don't even know about that. <laughs> Wait, transition to what? Are you what? What EA hack are you talking about? <laughs> you, you nailed it. Can't use that. Song. <laughs> That's the fucking yeah. We're the podcast masters. Oh, look at that. That was smooth. That was goddamn smooth. professionals. <laughs> <laughs> so silky smooth no one will even realize we're talking about something new <laughs> yeah yeah okay do you want to lead with the yeah <laughs> okay fine keep all keep keep that conversation in or don't i don't care so yeah ea hack guys uh there was a hack uh, of ea um ea that stands for electronic arts they uh do video games uh, yeah you're welcome i i know that you knew that but not necessarily everybody knows that um and what does ea make video games they okay, make okay thank you yeah they make uh, several of them they made the old uh harry potter video games they made um a couple other things okay but yeah uh, being a little more serious than this uh so about 780 gigabytes of data was stolen from ea that's a lot of data that's that's so many megabytes that's less than a terabyte, but you know, uh, <laughs> something like Still that. Still a lot. So, yeah. So a lot of what they took were the um, uh, SDK and API keys for, um, uh, well, I, I guess I'll let you talk about that because that was sort of what you wanted to talk about. But I wanted to talk about the Frostbite engine that they sort of, they got the code for that and they're trying to sell it. Yeah. So Frostbite is EA's proprietary engine that they use on just about everything. It's uh, It was developed for Battlefield by DICE, but they use it for... Anthem, they use it for all the FIFA games, they use it for NFL, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda was on it. Basically anything EA is doing nowadays is on Frostbite. So obviously it's very valuable. Exactly. And this isn't just a rumor. This is something that EA officially announced that, yeah, this did happen. They quoted that, or I'm, I'm quoting them, where they said, an amount of game source code and related tools were stolen, no player data was accessed, and we have no reason to believe that there's any risk to player privacy. Following the incident, we have already made security improvements and do not expect an impact on our games or our business. We'll talk about that in a second, but (laughs) we're actively working with law enforcement officials and other experts as part of this ongoing criminal investigation. Ah, so they're being narcs about it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so of what was taken was the um, uh, lots of stuff. 780 gigabytes worth of stuff. Do you believe, Stephen, that this hack will not have an impact on their games or their business, like they say? Um, it's. I mean, the Frostbite engine, I don't know, because I'm not sure what the practical application of that is. I mean, obviously, you could develop games in it, but it's going to be too big and hard to use for any homebrew developer, and no legitimate company would buy stolen code and use it to mimic the Frostbite engine. But couldn't you use it to uh, find vulnera- vulnerabilities in video games? Like, uh, let's say um, one of the Battlefield games, if that, if, if the source code and all of that was leaked. I mean, clearly we already have people hacking in those games, but there's anti, you know, anti-hacking measures. But if you have the entire code, you can find, or theoretically a hacker could find small 
vulnerable. Why can't I say that word? Vulnerabilities. Vulnerable. Vulner. Vulnerabilities. They can find small vulnerabilities. That is not an easy word to say. <laughs> um, and you know, hack the shit out of this multiplayer game. Yeah, well, I mean, but well, they don't have the source code for the game itself. They just have it for the engine. You don't think that they can use that uh, to exploit anything? You know, I, I guess I don't know enough about the specifics. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe they could affect structural things. I don't know if it would be a complete like ruining of the game, though. I'm, I, yeah, that's hard to say. I don't know. Possibly. No idea. And either way, these guys, well, they're looking to be bought off, like you know, most of these uh, ransomware people are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if will they release it to the public if they don't get it if they don't get paid off by EA maybe perhaps and I mean like they're already listing it for sale uh, how much are they they're asking for a shit ton of money that they're not going to get but <laughs> just like when Cyberpunk was or uh, CD Projekt Red was hacked also mm-hmm. I wonder if it, if this will be like a Capcom situation where they'll find stolen art <laughs> and then like <laughs> be awesome yeah um, EA gets sued. But yeah, you know, a surprising amount of people are like, yeah, screw EA. I'm so happy that they were hacked. I'm like, oh, my God, guys, come on, chill out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, do you think that the? I think that EA should buy it back and, and, and you know, give into the ransomware and, and let the let the bad guys win, because that <laughs> way they'll have everything back and they'll feel a sense of pride and accomplishment for <laughs> yeah. getting it all back. <laughs> yeah, or they should have to do menial tasks for the hackers for forty-five hours. Yeah, to get exactly. There. <laughs> it's like you could either do the menial tasks, or you should, could just you know buy it up front. So <laughs> just a little shortcut to get yeah. your stuff that you want. <laughs> yeah, sell it back piece by piece, but in like loot boxes, like 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 the actual like getting the uh, source code for Frostbite back. That's like a one in three thousand chance of getting it. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, it's not good that they're hacked, but you know what? It is kind of funny though. It, it is a little, yeah. So the other thing that was stolen was, um, private SDKs and API keys from Xbox and Sony. There's not really a ton to say about this other than that can be used to find vulnerabilities in the systems. Presumably it would be for the PS4 and the Xbox One, possibly even the newer consoles, I guess. But that kind of thing was used to, you know, make hacks on the PS3 and the 4 and the Xbox One really haven't been cracked yet in any reasonable way. So who knows? This could lead to that maybe, but uh, there's nothing definitive to say right now whether that's going to happen. It's all a matter of if anyone will pay for it or if anyone, you know, or if this stuff just gets released to the public anyway. But I, I don't know that I can imagine any hacker paying a giant ransom for this, right? <laughs> Uh, I mean, what kind of hacker has the money to pay that giant ransom? And I don't know. I, I never understood why, you know, how the, how how these ransomware like does it does this does this work for them? Like, how often do they actually get bought out and, and make it out scot free? You know what I mean? Like, doesn't appear often. I mean, I guess the Capcom one, everything leaked because Capcom didn't pay up, and I never heard anything about those guys getting in legal trouble, but they didn't get their money either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it, it's it's weird. It's like people who rob banks. You know, usually if you rob a bank, like you're likely gonna get caught. Like very likely gonna get caught, and then and then it wastes my time because I gotta defend you. <laughs> Stop robbing banks. Yeah, uh, I I say that to clients sometimes. Well, not about robbing banks, but I'm like, hey, so uh, so uh, 
I know that this is your fourth time that you were charged with driving on a suspended license. You should do me a favor and stop driving until your license is valid because you're wasting my time. What do they say to that? <laughs> How do they take Oh, to don't that? worry, man. I'm not going to do whatever again. I'm like, all right, see you next week. <laughs> do people give you attitude a lot? I would feel awkward being like. Yeah. Yeah. I get attitude all the time. Yeah. I had a guy uh, who uh, um, he was charged with the DUI and he was on Zoom, right? Because we were doing like Zoom. Play. <laughs> you meant he was on Zoom while he was driving? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, he was. Yes, he was. Oh, wow. And he was pleading guilty. And I, I messaged him directly. I'm like, you are currently pleading guilty to a DUI. Pull over, stop driving, and stop smoking. Because he was smoking while he was driving. And he had, he had his hand covering the camera. And I'm like, oh my God, my guy. Oh my God, that's genius. It was, it, it was, it was ridiculous. And I'm, I swear I'm not making that up. So, uh, yeah. What did he say? Did he say that he was just in the passenger seat of the car or something? No, you clearly see him. He didn't say anything, but you see him, his hands on the wheel and his other hand is blocking the camera. But not very well, apparently. Because <laughs> I could see him driving and, um, and I'm like, okay. All right. I guess he was just, he was getting it in one last time because his license is probably revoked now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> just one more for the road. All right, I think let's end it there because that was <laughs> the best story yeah. to come out of this week. There you go. Three things. The, the EA hack, <laughs> the uh, Summer's Games Fest, and my clients um, doing their client things. All right, that's, bye, everybody. That's a fucking ballsy move. I, re I respect that guy. He's pretty great, honestly. <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you got to deal with him. All right, bye. <laughs> bye, everybody.